I'm like, so you literally annoying. have like what 17 of the top 25 best players in the world. Like, okay, please. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Hoop Form NBA podcast. As always, Ben Slykerman and Adam Elder in the building. We're here to tackle all of the news. And Adam, there's plenty of news to dive into. Um, and, and we got some special segments planned for later as well. Biggest topic on our minds right now, we were talking pre-pod. Uh, if you happen to be a, uh, you know, a user of Reddit, as of late, you might be being fed a narrative that USA basketball is utter trash. And They're over. Com- and over. They're completely behind the global game of basketball. Um, and basically that the NBA is washed in comparison to Dennis Schroeder. Uh, so before we get into all that, I just want to preface it by saying, stay off of Reddit. Because we know that's a trash narrative. That was our fucking B team with some C team guys probably on it, realistically. I don't know. I, the A I team sitting at home. Was, they are. I mean, I didn't really... Uh, we were just excitedly shouting, I think, at that point. Fuck Reddit. It's essentially the point. Yeah. I've never liked the Reddit narrative, even though I spend an inordinate amount of time on there. But I'm like, why do we have to be so reactionary to, okay, like... I, who was it that said it best? Well, Rudy Gay comes out with a tweet that was like, what do you expect when like you have a team full of guys that literally is playing for it all in this moment and then Team USA, you're playing with the players that were selected. You right. know, like, like, they were selected and dialed in and there was clear personnel clashing there, even if the vibes were good. Like, there was just not, there was no chemistry. There was zero chemistry it. out there, man. And that's why they lost. They had zero defensive chemistry and they had zero offensive chemistry. Everything was in isolation on, everyone was on an island the entire time. Like, it was all individual defense. It was all individual, like, you know, like, they just... Yeah, the amount of times you saw, if you watch if you watch any of the games back and stuff, because, I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't up early enough to watch any of the USA games. I caught a couple of the uh, other countries playing against each other, like the 8.30 games that would come on. Uh, but I couldn't get any of the early games. But watching back, like, highlights and stuff, like, the amount of times that I saw Tyrese Halliburton just on a fucking island standing still, like with not getting a single look, like that's the guy who should be bringing, bringing the ball up for you. Like, Ant, I love you. You're awesome. You're great. You got the star talent. You got all that. You can pull from deep recklessly and you can make those shots uh, at a decent clip to where like it's, it's worthy. Like I get it. But like right. Tyrese Halliburton's the fucking maestro with the basketball. Let that guy set the table. Why is he not setting the table? And then Brunson too, a little, a little to discredit Brunson, I felt like every time Brunson got the ball, he was more focused on isolation than as actually facilitating too. And we know that he can. Right. And it was like, that was, that was disappointing to see because I was going to fucking bat for Brunson too. And I'm like, this dude is for real. He can score. There's nothing in his bag that's not FIBA appropriate, you know? And then, yeah, he just spends all summer, you know, like taking his Rico Hines runs in the FIBA World Cup. 
was really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they just, they, they were not playing at a, I didn't like Paolo at the five level. either. Paolo at the five made no sense to me. And everyone was worshiping that. And I'm like, um, you realize like every time they lost, they got killed on the boards. Right. And like, that's you why were like throwing Paolo on at the five at times and like feeling good about yourself. So, like, what are we talking about here? But they had Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis was like getting like 12 and 10 off the bench for the Bucks already. Like you would think he would be the one that would be able to get at least should he have been starting as it was and then you put Jackson out there at the four because apparently Jackson needs to play the four. I didn't know yeah. this. I thought he was really that mobile and he was playing the five in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was playing the five there in the playoffs too. I mean, they had the they really lost their minutes. Yeah, to Anthony Davis, which is, you know, and that just I guess might that's be your first thing. sign. Not yeah, I mean that's your sign right there. I mean, who you got? Who you have to bang against against in the West? You got Jokic. You got AD. And when it comes down to it, if Jaron has to be banging with another guy, like he's going to foul. Mm-hmm. He cannot not foul. Yeah. In those situations, it's like he gets physically dominated, even though he has this literal ridiculous frame, like. And it, he has the body of the defensive player of the year for sure. But then you see yes. a performance like this, you're like, why is that lost so lost in a league that's granted probably less athletic in style, at least? Yeah. From the NBA. Just by nature, too. <laughs> and a lot more. I mean, yeah. And a lot more team oriented, fling the ball around passing. Maybe that's what it is. Just kept him really on his toes. But he's I mean, mobile. The f- the game is definitely different there. So it's obviously adjustment for everyone. But like the whole rebounding situation, like, okay, obviously his fouling is bad. His rebounding wasn't great. But that problem that everyone's so fixated on, guess what happens when you replace him with Anthony Davis or Bam Adebayo? Well, exactly. Both, that's just going to be the rotation of the A team. Like, and you know who else is a great rebounder? Jason Tatum. If Tatum was on yeah. this team, they would have got he would have averaged eight rebounds a game. LeBron James, when he gives half a shit, is a decent rebounder. Exactly. Like, Kevin all Durant, you needed, when he gives a shit, is a decent they rebounder. They could have brought Kevin Love in for a decent rebounder on this <laughs> like, team. The point is, it's just like, that's, that's the fix. Like, no, there is no, there's no overarching problem here other than like an, maybe an individual problem for like Jaron Jackson Jr. himself. But as right. far as like NBA basketball as a whole, no. Because guess what? Forget AD and Bam Adebayo. Worst case scenario is Embiid doesn't play for the U.S., but it's likely that he would. So then you got Joel Embiid as I don't well. Know. I kind of really? want Embiid to go to France. I kind of want to do that playing too. anyways, though, right? They're no, they are. They're odd. No, they're automatically qualified because it's in Paris. Oh, so yeah. So the, if technically uh, if it wouldn't have been in Paris, yeah, it course. would be. That's yes. the most French thing I've ever heard of in my entire oh, I life. I was like, I had to look that up to make sure that was a real thing. because I, I feel like they just made that rule up. It's I really want Embiid to play for France. <laughs> I want to see that happen. Point is, I though, want whether you want it or not, point is, it's probably more than likely that he plays for the US. So then, wh- where's your rebounding issue? It's gone. It's fucking gone. It doesn't exist. Exactly. It's gone. You don't have exactly. Paolo Bancaro at the five. That's that's not a fucking thing. Even like, Bam at the back of five, too, is just like unbelievable. 
Yes. Because, okay, now you have the best, like, arguably the second best playmaking big in the league behind Jokic on your team. Look, I wouldn't be opposed to starting Bam over AD. If Embiid's not on the team. That's tough. If Embiid is on the team, you want AD Embiid to be the top two. Because yeah. that's just the defense at that point. Like, please, come and try that now. Dennis Schroeder, come and try to get 17 oh, points. Yeah. Yeah. Off your little scoop and dive layups. Which, yeah. granted, you know what? I am happy for Dennis because he has just hit a different level since he went to Germany last year. Everyone's Had the like, beef with Maxi Klebo, which was hilarious. Big and beef then, with Maxi Klebo. <laughs> he turns around and is the EuroLeague MVP. And I'm just like, man, Dennis, like... Everyone needs to chill on the deep twos that he was hitting uh, that are classified as right. in this game. Everyone needs to chill on that. All these Toronto fans that are like fucking gobbling his dick up right now. He will shoot thirty-three percent from three next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is if, essentially where he is going because yeah, that closer three-point line is really kind to him and his jump shot. Yeah, slow release. Yep. Yeah, it's just like. But Dennis is so fast and he knows how to cut to the rim, which makes him a perfect player in LeBron James system because he's just maximum power. What I Rajon love about Rondo on the Lakers when they won. What I love about the whole situation ultimately though is like fuck the Reddit shit. Stay off of Reddit. Stop letting that be your narrative every day. Anyone that needs to hear that. Um, not just for NBA, but for like everything. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but what I love most about this whole situation is that it doesn't take but like hours, basically like 11 hours before LeBron James is already putting himself in the news again. And he's saying that I'm basically it's leaked that he's out there recruiting Steph to basically officially confirm that he's going to come in the Olympics. Calls up KD apparently. Like literally, Kate, I think it was KD, Steph, and someone else that he, he called up. Like, I'm sure. I mean, probably a B. Let's be honest. He probably LeBron really B. did. LeBron yeah. really called though. Yeah, like straight up. Woj was reporting that he's already recruiting. Like so, LeBron in legendary fashion always finds a way to be in the news, um, and he's gonna save the day. I mean, they're gonna win. They're going to gold. They gold. They they got gold in the last Olympics, and LeBron wasn't even there. It was KD and Draymond. Huh. What if Melo just came back? That'd be ridiculous. Draymond's another guy that would probably be out there too, and he'll rebound. Like Draymond won gold with yeah. KD in the last one. Yeah, Draymond's going to be there. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let me go ahead and list this off to you because I have my ideal team USA. Oh, right yeah, it's the perfect time to talk about it. In a list. I want to switch it up, okay? I want to go for the biggest, meanest team possible. Steph Curry. Jimmy Butler, LeBron, AD, and Bam Adebayo. Yep. Is your starting five. Yep. Bruce That's a big if. Fuck out of people. I want to see Jimmy Butler score 40-ish points in a FIBA game just because he's pissed. And slaughter and everyone on the defensive hitting, floor. And like, you know, like, there's a way about Jimmy Butler that's not like, okay, it's not Trey Young getting 40 points in a FIBA game where there's a lot of pull-up threes, a lot of flash, a lot of, you know, Trey Young dancing going on. This is Jimmy Butler. Somebody, one of these European guys says something to Jimmy in his ear and Jimmy just turns around and gives him the Grant Williams face 
And then two more possessions later, when they shove him, he just starts hitting every hook and floater in the universe against them. And there's talking nothing about, to stop it. I'm talking about AD shutting Schroeder's shit down. Can you imagine Schroeder trying to pull that shit on Jimmy Butler? <laughs> Jimmy you're done. <laughs> awkwardly stuff him. Oh, yeah, oh, you're done. God. And then you're going to get killed on the other end, too. He's going to post you up. He's going to hit the fade on you. And he's going to fucking call you a child. You're done. <laughs> and like, I would love Jimmy in the fucking starting lineup alongside Steph. Are you fucking especially, kidding me? Especially playing against France with Embiid. Yes. And Tobias Harris has to play for France, too. <laughs> Just so we can say Tobias Harris over me now, one if- more time. If Embiid is, if Embiid is with the U.S. though, you want AD and Embiid, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Ultimately, because I mean, if you if Embiid is the option, I think he should start over Bam. Even though I personally like Bam more. Yes, you need Embiid out there because there's one thing that Embiid can do better than almost every center in the league besides probably Jokic, and that's 28 points a game, yeah. 30 points a game, yeah, and has a bag. Like does it does it saucy? Exactly. He has a whole lot of sauce on it when he does it. Yeah. But if you have a running bed, I'm saying you're back up because now we're pissed and we need our class A assassins out there. Dame, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant. I'm saying Nicholas Claxton. I think Claxton would be a good fit on this team to fill in around superstars and play post-defense off the bench, and can rebound, and can run. I think running would set him apart in the FIBA tournament. Being a real rim runner. Mikhail, yes, but then I want Booker on there. Maybe you can run Mikhail instead of Dame. Booker is going to be... Booker would likely be starting the two, realistically. Because Booker, McHale, Tatum, KD, and Claxton off the bench is absolutely ridiculous. It's just and your two reserves are Halliburton and Draymond Green. They're going to be fucking stacked, bro. Exactly. It's going to be ignorant. And then we're going to win gold again. That's just funny because we won gold for, like four years ago. We won it. We already did. Like, shut, like just shut up, please. Yep. yep. <laughs> Honestly, like I don't have any other response this narrative than that. It's Shut so bizarre. Up. Yes. And I mean, it's just not even logical. Because we let some guys that have real NBA reputations take the wheel and it was a shakeup from before, complete shakeup of the roster from before. You have Steve Kerr who's bought in fully to his small ball identity with the Warriors that he has and refuses mm-hmm. seemingly to do it any other way. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he didn't have the time to develop something or he just really thought it would work. But I'm like, this is not working, obviously. Yeah. Jalen Brunson is reckless. not Jordan Poole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have Walker Kessler so, just sitting on the bench and it's like, yeah, Kirk and he's is, seven you're foot not even tall. Giving, you're not even giving it a chance. Right. Like, like you know, worst comes to worst, it's better than Jaron Jackson Jr. fouling out in fucking two minutes. At worst, you play both of those guys together and figure out, figure out your wing options that can score. And maybe Run he can Halliburton eat a foul or two from Jaron. Exactly. Like, they just had to get big in this tournament. They needed to get big and slow it down more. And that's what's going to be crazy about this upcoming season, too. Because if Steve Kerr can't slow it down more, even in the FIBA with all these guys, he's How's got he doing fucking Chris, Chris Paul. Paul on his team. Yeah, the <laughs> slowest player in the history of the game of basketball. 
that's why FIBA was such a good time this year, even though the USA lost, because it just posed all these questions. And though I think the main thing walking away is that Ant's probably him and Tyrese is him. Yeah, I yeah, I love Tyrese Halliburton. I was actually kind of bummed with how that kind of ended up going because at first everyone was high on him in this tournament and acting like he was a shit. And then I feel like he he's had just, one bad defensive bad game. Defense. Yeah, he had like one or two bad defensive games and it was like, all right, everyone's kind of cool on him. But I'm completely out. Yeah, but how many sacrificed. people probably said fake all star behind oh, the scenes like I'm Wally sure Zerbiak did. Behind the scenes, I'm sure people were on fucking X saying that shit, bro. And it's just like, yeah. you're still missing out on everything he could do offensively for you. Like, I don't know, get you nine assists. Yeah, and score 24 points a game. Yeah. Like, silly. And have a ridiculous but... three-point pull-up game. Like, I don't know. Point being is, I'm not taking this tough. I'm not sure anyone should be taking it tough. I know yeah. you're not taking it too tough. and. That's about it. LeBron James is going to save the day, though, so it doesn't matter. Papa LeBron coming to save the day. What's new? Because it's going to be the actual Olympics this time, and it's in Paris, France. You know LeBron wants to go there. He wants to drink wine. He wants to drink the best wine in the world. He's hitting the Michelin stars, dude, while he's in Paris. KD would love to be in Paris, I bet. KD probably just rents out a private villa that has a basketball hoop and just view of the Eiffel Tower with nothing but, you know, ounces around him. Yep. Chilling. TV with 2K on it. Chilling. They're getting getting fucking... uh, Him and Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie's there, but he's not on the team. That would be fucking legendary if Kyrie is just living in a town. You think Kyrie plays? Or you think America's out on him? I was confused because it wasn't long ago when Kyrie expressed interest in playing for Australia. So I was like, okay, maybe Kyrie oh actually God. wants to play for Australia. So like that, that in, in itself makes me question ties to USA basketball, even though he's played before. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if he's trying to change up his direction here. That would be an interesting move for him. He would do that just to piss people off too. Let's be honest. I would love job. to see Kyrie in Australia and actually just, not even just the optics, just him actually trying and being great in FIBA. And beating some US guys. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see it. it could you imagine... Kyrie against Canada. Kyrie beat the fuck up on Canada. Oh, yeah. One-on-one against Shea. Yeah, he takes Shea's ankles, dude. That's one guy that's getting gassed right now. Well, hey, look. He won them their first FIBA medal ever. So, Right. It's kind of a big deal for them. (laughs) That is a huge deal for them. I mean, if you listen to the narrative, it's that low-key, he was the actual best player in the tournament. Like, he's fucking better than Dennis Schroeder. Bro, I heard it to a point where they were talking, they were like, it was a it was a Toronto-adjacent uh, reporter media guy, and he was talking about how, yeah, you know, the U.S. is, everyone's talking, you know, the A-team's coming in the Olympics, but, you know, Canada, you know, they qualify here, and they're sitting there thinking, well, we got our guy, too. We got Shea. It's like, oh, you have your guy? Yeah. yeah Team A and the USA has two rotations of the fucking guy. <laughs> of the guy. Not just the guy. They actually have the goat. They have arguably the other two goats that are alive right now. And then they have a bunch of the guys. So, yeah. Have fun with your the guy. I love him too. Shave's great. But that's one. Dylan Brooks. Oh, fuck. Yeah, my bad. I forgot. FIBA Dylan is a different game. 
I please, wanna, please I let's see that in the Olympics so LeBron can fucking kill him. Please. Let LeBron James kill Dylan Brooks in a fucking Olympic basketball game. I want to see it so bad now. Actually, please let that happen. I would love to see it too because especially the gas that he has after he scored 39 points. Yep, in a game 39. In the United States. He has surpassed Carl Ridd's near 70-year record for most <laughs> points a single game by a Canadian at the FIBA Men's Basketball World Cup, which was set back in 1950. Now you're breaking Carl records. Carl Ridd. Carl Ridd, dude. Shout out to the deep cut that is Carl Ridd. No shit. Not in the pocket for basketball. Exactly. In the pocket for grids at some yeah. point when you uh-huh. know it's on there. You're throwing that one up tomorrow morning, dude. <laughs> I will, dude. I've been I'm in a grid slump right now. I'm I haven't been able to screenshot any and flex on you and Mitch in a while because I've just had such poor performances. Well, I don't play at all, so you really don't you're, you're not do doing it, much dude. by flexing on me, it. but uh, yeah, but it's yeah, uh, you it, have Team Canada looking like that, and I thought they were RJ Barrett looked huge in FIBA. Star like, J, something about how tall is he? Is he like six five, almost six six, six seven? I thought. Hang on, let me look. He looks pretty tall out there in FIBA. I was like, this guy's kind of playing power forward, and that just makes you wonder. I'm like, is he Harrison Barnes, and we just need to slot him down? To the four. Six six. Yeah. He can RJ play four. six six. Three the f- three four combo. I don't know. He doesn't have the physical He does, dude. He doesn't look like a four. I think he does to me. I think he's soft. Yes, that's one thing that'll have to be improved for sure. But that's like, but that's, you know what? That right there is also the symptom why the USA lost too is because guys that are 6'6 and kind of like really are physically smaller to be playing the four in a traditional basketball sense, like that's what killed the USA is because we were running that. Hey, you know what? I'll give RJ some credit in the fact that he's coming from the same draft class as Jaw and Zion, right? He's He's doing better. I want to say he's doing better. John Morant, despite everything, was on the top of the world. He's, I mean, how many more playoff series has Jaw won than RJ Barrett? Barrett None. One. Jaw's won. Jalen Brunson won. won. Uh, Point being, I'm just saying, John Morant was positioned much (laughs) better. That's not even, we don't want to start the conversation out of him. You know, that's a fucking. That's but not that's a hill. That's not a hill you not. want to die on, dude. That's that's the stat, though. John Morant has won one playoff series. I hear you, Kevin O'Connor. Shut the fuck up. Um, Zion Williamson not present whatsoever. Like at least RJ's present and like isn't dealing with any off the court shit that's filtering into his on court and messing that up. At least this guy's showing up and developing a role. Yeah, and growing. Like yeah. is actually making. Making progress with an NBA player. Yeah. Because if he really is a little bit smaller, Harrison Barnes, like, that's great. He yeah. will be a valuable piece to a team. It's just that because he was a number two overall pick, you're like, number should three, be a, I think. Yeah, he should be a multi-time all-star. Maybe that's just yeah. not it. Fuck, I mean, some of the guys that take, get taken number one aren't. Exactly. They end up just being high-level role players when it comes down to it, too. Yeah, I mean, of course, Zion would be if he was out there, but, like, he's not fucking getting winning all-stars and shit. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he's barely playing. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. So, 
while we're on this topic of just turn down, let's talk about bum status. Bum let's status has not been broken out in a minute. We have been boiling on this for such a long time. And I know the last time we talked about it, our speculative pick was Gordon Hayward. He was approaching bum status. Who's already on it? Chetty? Yes, Chetty is our one confirmed. We don't have anyone else on there. Nope, it's just Didn't Chetty. Didn't we joke about putting Kevin Love? We joked about it, but it's like, I don't think I can rightfully call him washed. Because he turned around and like helped Miami like make a playoff. <laughs> right, yeah. He was actually a crucial 16-minute piece for the Heat. Yeah, that worked like out 49 well. years old. Yeah, exactly. It looks 49 years old out there. Yeah. All right, so Kevin Love, you're safe. Uh, we have Chetty confirmed. We're looking at Gordon Hayward. Are you saying you're not putting get Gordon up there? Because I'm ready to lock that just, in. I think I'm just, you know, when he's healthy, he can be a competent forward that at least knows how to pass. So I guess maybe he's not totally washed, but he just also plays for the Charlotte Hornets, and he does suck. I'm just not putting any energy into him anymore. You Let's know, do like it. Let's do it. Let's lock it in. He's on there. He's a bum status. How about yeah. that? So we'll, we'll have an, we have another player here that I think that is confirmed as well. Can go up there with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, Chetty. And now I'm saying Taylor Horton Tucker. We put him on bum status. No way. I think it's time. I wow. think it is time. You don't I think, think he's got a chance this year in Utah? I think that we need to put him on bum status, dude. I think it's done. Uh, we're putting him down, dude. <laughs> it's like a sick dog. My notes, I say self-explanatory. Every minute that I saw of traversing across, you know, a random Utah Jazz Wednesday night game last year, which was, wasn't often, but like, it always seemed to be in the minutes that him and Chris Dunn were splitting time at like the one and two. Like, I was catching those backup minutes. It feels like I didn't see any of Oshai, Ugbaji, or, like, any of that Sexton. I was, yeah, Sexton. Wasn't seeing much of Sexton either, but he was also kind of hurt, I think. I don't know what's wrong with him. But I was just seeing these THT minutes, bro, and I'm just like... His takes are so bad. They are so... They're the worst in the league. Somebody like it's on Jordan Poole level bad. Right, like it's just out of control completely. Like when he has a downhill like step, it's a full stumble on forward. And then mm -hmm. when he gets to the basket, like his arms are just long enough for him to try to attempt a layup. And like when he's in control, he can get to the layup and make it and get to the basket and try something that looks nice. But when he's just driving by himself, he cannot control it. No, and we all know that his whole career started off the simple fact that LeBron and AD probably saw that dude take someone in isolation one fucking time at a, yep. camp, at a Lakers camp. And then they were like, oh, this guy's fucking... And then they needed to call someone up and that's who they recommended because the fucking... That's they who saw him get at number 30. Yeah. Right? It's just... Well, he's a clutch guy from the get-go. He just... It was a puzzling, like, existence for him in Utah this year. I mean, he averages 10 points a game. Somebody on Reddit the other day, like, I mean, I know we're, let's just put more shade on Reddit narratives, which is that THT had the best reverse layup in the league. Oh, God. I was, that was a real take that I had seen. And that means everyone's like, reverse layup is horrible. Exactly. I was like, really, like, even Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving? His, yes. Kyrie, are you kidding me? Kyrie Irving's probably the, probably one of Jamal the best of Murray. all time. 
Jamal fucking Murray. Like, I would say Kyrie's probably the best right now at it, honestly. Steph. Steph's up there for sure. DeMar's still nice with it at the rim, too. Yes. It's just pu- completely puzzling statements that are made on there. And you're like, is that really a side people are actually taking? Oh, wait. I just tried to rebuttal against this and I have 16 downvotes. People are calling me literally mentally handicapped. <laughs> I'm like, is this real life? I actually feel this way about THT. And cool Going if that's the one, one thing he has. I mean, right. okay. That's, not gonna, that's obviously not getting him very far. So he's definitely, I think he's a firm bum status stamp. I'm there. I'm with you, dude. Now, I have a hot one. I think like it's, it's just a perfect pick though, right? Because like going into his fifth year this year and you're like, he realistically has not gotten much better at all when last year was just summer camp for the Utah Jazz. And if you wanted to like participate in offense and make threes, you could have. And get takes to the basket. You definitely. They were letting Simon Fontecchio take threes, dude. He'll fucking get a podcast and be salty like Austin Rivers is all the time, and that'll oh my be that. God. I legitimately hate Austin Rivers. Like I legitimately do not like are we, him. Are we? I mean, is it time? I mean, we. I don't even want that guy on bum status, dude. Damn, we shit on him so much. The like whole first year that we podcasted, right? Now he has a podcast. Yeah, and then after that, he played small forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He still does. Austin Rivers. Still oh, does. Gone, he loves dude. it. He's completely bought in. He loves Ant. All he does is suck Ant off on his podcast. And I'm like, he bro, loves, if, you played with, if you played with LeBron, you'd be sucking LeBron off. He loves having a job is what he loves. Yes. He loves having a stable job where he's yeah. like, hey, I'll play 12 minutes. Make two mil. Yep. All right. And I don't blame I mean, him. I would. I do not blame him either. But it's yeah, still there's plenty it's like, of guys that are just doing that in the league, and they love it. But you know, he's definitely on that gas that cats on, where he's like, "Yeah, we low key had the best story of the playoffs." Dude, he talks about it over way. the Nuggets. Yeah, he's like he tries to act like they did more than the Phoenix Suns against the Nuggets. Like, oh, you mean the team that's the only one that t- was to win more than one game against the eventual champs? That that team, you did more than them. You did more than Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, who were literally unfucking conscious. Devin Booker was putting up like fucking all time status or all time record. Just you know 30, I mean? 39 points. Bro, they were walking to 60 points on a nightly basis. Like now they got Brad Beal. Like, no, you they were have not Brad Beal now. You won one game in Minnesota. Like, chill. And then Rudy. To chill. <laughs> It's embarrassing, dude. Bum status. Um, if they weren't, if they were seriously that good, they would have beaten the Lakers. And if they would have beat the Lakers, I would have been like, you know what? Fine. Maybe this team actually is good. They could have beat the Lakers, dude, with Cat. They had every resource available to them to beat the Lakers in the play-in. And the Lakers made it all the way to the fucking Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Like, oh my God. So we got THT and who was it? We put Gordon Hayward on there all the way. THT, Gordon Hayward, and Austin Rivers. We're making room tonight, dude. Okay, we so you got Austin Rivers. You are, you are confirming Rivers? Yeah, we might as well put Austin Rivers. In I got one more for you, even though he just signed with a quote-unquote contender. Oh, no. Danny Green. Danny Green. Back to the 76ers. It's time. I'm not putting, I have too much respect for Danny. To put him on bum status. I think unfortunately, it's fine, dude. I'm not saying no. It's like, no. 
How about no, I think bum status bum status definitely has a lot of like character and or just complete fatal flaws attached to them. And Danny about, was too good. How about JaVale with Sacramento? Is he on bum status? Nah. No? No. Let no. him slide. I, how about this? I'm willing to say this on a podcast and I want to ask you if you think he was bum status as well because this could get hot. Jonas Valanciunas. No. That's way too hot, sir. That dude was beasting for uh, Lithuania. But it's like, in the NBA, what is he doing? I mean, he's playing center in New Orleans and they're like a half-decent team at times. But is he contributing to their downfall? Because he is so slow and he can get 12 points off of these weird ISOs and like slow the offense down. No, I think... I think realistically, isn't a good defender either. That, that's probably the worst part of it because alongside a super athletic, like wing-ish player like Zion, who's also a big at the same time, um, alongside a guy like that, I think like a classic center works. But yeah, Valanciunas does lack on the defensive end of the floor, so it's not exactly like he's a real classic center. Right, he's just extremely slow. He's very he's like slow, slower than Javale. Yeah. I so, want to I mean, say the bum, though. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I just wanted to throw it out there, though, because I'm just like, for some reason, I was thinking about him. I'm like, he's just not an ideal fit in today's NBA to be a real contributing player. I hope he proves me wrong, but I'm just like, the Pelicans, yeah, they're fine. And I guess they do need a big body that can score. Because if you're scoring points, you're scoring points. If you can get 17 points, that's a, that's a huge thing. I got one more for you to throw out there. And I think it might be fitting because France didn't get eliminated. Evan Fournier. Fournier. Evan Fournier rotting in New York because he makes way too much money and no one wants to fucking touch that. The only reason he's going to be in the Olympics is because it's in Paris. Right now, they would not be qualified because they fell short. He has a lifetime pass to France. Yeah. He has a lifetime pass to France. That's I'm how- ready to put him on bump status, though, because bump status is NBA basketball. That's true. I don't know, because part of me thinks that if he went to, like, back to Denver this season on some kind of weird deal where Denver can absorb his contract and, like, I don't know. Denver? Yeah. What, to if take some to minutes Denver. away from Reggie Jackson? Yeah, to, or, like, play beside him to shoot threes and stuff, just kind of Ugh. be... An experiment release valve. No, no. Playing with think, Brown. I think the release no. valve thing already already led up in New York. It works one time a year, and that's like their first game against the Celtics. And then after that, it, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, when he's he has not, 27 points. <laughs> and Spike Lee six fucking seven losing his three. shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's about the only time nice he's a release eggs. valve. Oh my God. Yeah, it's bizarre. Very bizarre. Like the last three years, their first game of this season is just fucking insane. He'll always play for. He'll always play for France, though. The national team. I mean, that wasn't the question, Adam. The question was, is he a fucking bum? Yes. You're Evan locking Fournier it in. A bum. Evan you sold me on THT. Bum. I had to sell you on Heaven Fournier. THT though is just so bizarre of an NBA player. That's a you're fucking like, you're big literally. That is a big class. We just injected five entire players into there. 
THC is your least favorite out of all of them, huh? I think so. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe I hate... I think I hate Austin Rivers more just because he's ridiculous. How great is it, too, that his dad's not coaching anymore, too? Oh, I love it. But he still is going to be basketball adjacent and doing commentary. Like, fuck! Yeah, Can we just get rid of this, dude? A-team, bro. He's on ESPN's A-team now. Him and... Who was it? Doris Burke? Well, now they got fucking... Bro, honestly, throw Shannon and Stephen A out there for fucking commentary. Honestly. They would never let that get past ESPN, too. They'd be like, special broadcast on ESPN, too, with Shannon and Skip. Or no, Shannon and Stephen A. That would be entertaining. It would be entertaining. It, it, ESPN just can't come close to NBA on TNT. NBA on TNT. No, they, won't, they won't ever touch that. Until it's Dwayne Wade and Draymond Green. They're not touching Yeah, it. right. Oh my God. You're so right. I'm going to hate it when it's Dwayne Wade, personally. I think I hate it more when it's Draymond. Just because Draymond is going to go to bat for Curry. Because you know he's going to retire before Curry. He is, but like, rightfully so, he should. And it's but not he's like he's going to be, be really wrong about TV. any of his takes. I, I will enjoy Draymond. Draymond I'm excited about. It's Dwayne Wade's takes that I'm going to just cringe at. D-Wade Something is. about Dwayne Wade that D-Wade just rubs me the wrong guy. way. Illuminati. Yeah. Well, the Illuminati. Off topic. Uh, let's shift here, Adam, away from bum status. We just had a huge class of the 2023 offseason. Um, we got THT, Gordon Hayward, Austin Rivers. And the last one was Evan Fournier. I mean, just fucking bums, dude. You're bums. I'm putting that down right now. Um, speculatively, let's put Kevin Porter Jr. on there, too. He's on the watch list. Yeah. He's deep on the watch list, bro. Yeah. He's currently being arraigned. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if we can really classify that as bum. That's just, you're done. Questionable. You're, you're, yeah. done. Questionable. you're done status. <laughs> <laughs> you're done status, bro. Yeah. You're going to jail for at least six years. Yeah, it's the you're done status. It's time to hang it up, bud. You've had, you've had a fun run. You know, it's time you to go. Some crime. You're done now. You got to go on a breaking bad path now. Yeah. You got to go spiritual rebirth like that. Yeah. And do Maybe one of your weird little Maybe anime spiritual bag. rebirth things. And yeah, fucking. that was so weird, dude. Strange guy, for sure. Uh, let's switch over here, though. The uh, next segment for today. We're going to revisit another, another topic, another class of players that we haven't discussed in a while, Adam. And that's uh, it's better on paper. The better on paper status, looking at the guys who simply are exactly as the name states, they look better on paper. Now, let's let's distinguish this from bum status, though, because when you're better on paper, I think you can still be a pretty good NBA player, but you're just better on paper. though. You're better on paper and in like, Sometimes you look like you might be a really good fit for a team on paper, but then you get there and you end up really not realistically being a good fit on that team for whatever reason it may be. doesn't mean that your career's over. You could likely probably go elsewhere, probably will go elsewhere eventually and still contribute to some degree in some valuable fashion. So yeah, that's definitely different than bump status. Bump status is you're over the hill. You are done. 
Exactly. Effectively. Yeah. But you have still no going. chance of, of recourse here. Yeah. But you're still you're still kicking for some reason. Like no one knows why you're kicking, and we wish we could just take you behind the shed and you know finish the job, but we can't for some reason. So yeah. This is different. This is definitely different. So I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off with a I think this is a safe pick for better on paper. And this was the first player that came into my mind, even though I like this player. And that's Norman Powell. Ooh, he's not on like, the list this, already. No, I don't think so. If not, I don't know. I didn't even look up my past ones, but I think currently, right now, better on paper, Norman Powell. I'm cool with that because, like, the Clippers is basically the better on paper team. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> it's you're the right. whole fucking team. Their te- team identity is better on paper. Yeah. So yeah, two of his pros for me, he can score 20 points a game. He has a nice handle. He is athletic and he is a complete microwave player, which is valuable. As you know, I don't think that's any more valuable than like a seven or eight guy in the rotation. Right. Doesn't when, he, when he's being billed as like a third or fourth. Right. Yeah. Somebody that's igniting, playing off of the actual six man. Mm-hmm. So that's a great role for him. But like when I see him out here, on the Clippers being able to have the access to take 24 shots in a playoff game because Kawhi is not there and he it's him and Russ mm-hmm. and Paul George is not there either. So it literally is him and Russell Westbrook. Oh my God, dude. Like that team, like... Which is just a scary thought in and of that, itself. I think that's really what the Clippers are headed towards this year. They're like, Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook are going to win us regular season games together by playing off of each other. I and th- then... Kawhi and PG can play. We're going to make them play 65 plus games this year and be healthy, even though Kawhi has legitimate reason to miss the beginning of training camp because of his fucking knee evaporating after one playoff game. Dunzo. Uh, I think Terrence Mann has a good shot to be important too as well for them, but I feel like they are going to ultimately let Russ hijack the basketball. So it's like... Oh, it's Russ's team right now. Right. No one else. Right. I bet PG will be back. PG was ready by the time that Clippers could have been in like game six of that series against the Suns. Like, it was so weird. Of course, PG was healthy right then because it was really like a one to two week injury. Talk about a guy who's going to retire on bum status. Oh my God, probably. By the time he's done with his career, he'll probably be reaching there. And it made me cringe more because we heard so much like banter about PG being some players' goats this offseason. I was just like, really? Yeah, that's Paul George. Why? Because he pushed LeBron to seven one time. Oh, like two times. Oh, my apologies, sir. Two oh. times. Oh. Two times while he was in Miami, but lost to him both times, and then lost to him again while he was in Cleveland, four to zero sweep when it was clearly Paul George's team in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So take that as you will. Everyone gets LeBronto'd. That's what that means. Even if you're not Toronto, you're still getting LeBronto'd. So we're saying Norman Powell is definitely on better on paper. Facts. Part of the whole mess that is the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, I mean, if I could, I'd just put their whole fucking team on it. So <laughs> they're approaching that. <laughs> it's basically Steve Ballmer is also on bum status. Microsoft is on bum status. The only guy from that group who like I'm not saying you can't hold like not accountable at all, but who I wouldn't put like in that indictment is um, Ty, Ty, Tyrone uh, Lou Ty Lou. 
Like, I yeah, just, Lewis, I don't think it's Tyler's fault. A good coach. Yeah, I think right. he's at his wit's end here. Like, what can he fucking Low key, do? He could be the, you know, Team USA coach. I think Ty Lue could do it. Yeah. I don't I mind think if that he's was... that much of a matchup freak to be able to adjust that he would do it. Yeah, he's been an assistant multiple times in his career, though, to the point that I'm thinking like he would probably would be actually just really good behind Kerr on the on the coaching yeah. staff. Could be. But like they also, have, like once you get to the go? Olympics, man, like who are you coaching out there actually? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who are you I coaching know. when LeBron James is the coach? What are we talking about? Steve <laughs> yeah. Kerr ain't coaching that fucking team. Back when they had like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, and Melo all on one team. Like, yeah, Pop, you don't. Pop's not coaching. Yeah, Pop is not coaching. Pop's like, just out there telling the actual role players what to do. Yeah. And then drinking Pop's wine with like, and drinking wine with the stars afterwards. <laughs> like, playing cards. I yeah. bet Pop plays cards, dude. For sure. And he's showing face for sure. You definitely want Pop out there. I'm not saying like they were wrong for having Pop out there, but like, come oh, no. on, like this is this man like as great of a coach as he was. That guy wasn't even coaching. Exactly he's got because he LeBron knows and that's Kobe. How it was. <laughs> I mean, just looking at his Hall of Fame speech, it's always been about the relationships with Pop. So yeah. like, when he's in that space, yeah, he's managing people. He's like, how do we make this happen as people and yeah. not as a basketball team? What are we doing off the court? Right. Yeah. It's just insane. And that is also someone else that has been catching shade on Reddit, unsurprisingly, too. All of a sudden, Greg Popovich's legacy was just out the door. People were just like, yeah, he really wasn't that great of a coach. And he really hasn't been good the last, like, four seasons. I'm like, the the Spurs themselves were off of the last, like, five years. Without Kawhi, ever since Kawhi left, they have not been good. It's no more outrageous than this shit I say about Steve Kerr. So It's just like... Steve Kerr's been carried his whole career, so it doesn't matter. So do we move on to the Eastern Conference for our next better on paper player? I'm ready. Let's shift. I'm maybe I'm just getting hot today. Maybe I'm just getting hot all the way around. Return to form. Drew Holiday, better on paper. No. I can't do it with you. I will I will answer that question at the end of this season. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. We're only two years removed from a championship. Right. Everyone needs to chill the fuck out on these guys. I'm I'm with you that after this lots, season, I think there's I think the questions are answered. Huh? Right. Well, there's just so many things. There was another Giannis quote today. There was another Giannis quote today. Can you believe that? About his future. And Drew Holiday comes out and says, I might not play until I'm 34. I might retire when I'm 34. Yeah, he's been saying that for a while. Like, what? I'm like, and then Chris Middleton has just been radio silence because he's just been so hurt the last ever since the championship. Apparently he was Literally. heavily involved in a hiring process though. So, I mean, he's present. I mean, of course, I would hope so at the very least that he's present there. But where I'm going with Drew on better on paper is not discrediting him because his three pros he is in capital, all capital, elite guard defender mm-hmm. and help defender. He is in that category. He's able to play point guard, although I don't think that he really is the most natural fit at point guard. There's he's something not. about him that's not a pure playmaker. No, although he's not, he a, can he's not pass, a pure table setter. 
Exactly. And that needs, I think that really is a strength that is yet to be fully fleshed out with Giannis. That really needs to be there is that full out playmaking. And that's just not really there with Drew. Yeah. And the problem with like Drew in that sense is like, it's almost like they either need a Chris Paul or a Dame Lillard. Yes. Like they either, they either need the guy who can just score his ass off and throw the dime when he needs to, or they need Chris Paul, who's just a pure table setter. Like with Drew, it's like you're stuck with this like weird in between thing on offense, but he's such a good defender that, that that's the value he's bringing. But you'd probably be best served to have him at the two. You know what I mean? If you're Milwaukee, do you want to do this deal that I just made up in my head? Where you're in a bitter fight with the Miami Heat. And you say, we'll give you Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. Or no, Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton for Dame. And like three first-round picks. I don't think Portland wants that. Yeah, probably not. It's just, I want, now that you said that, I'm just dreaming about Dame on the Bucks and how Oh, it's, it's be. better than... Especially think, if they can retain Drew. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally like that. When I'm thinking, I'm like, Holiday would be the perfect two guard around hmm, Dame, who's always needed a defensive minded two. Right. Right. <laughs> like that's basically what he's always needed. And then that's degree. a win for the Bucks front office because now they've made the win now move for Giannis to right. You're win just, championships. Right. Like in right now, today, exactly. tomorrow. Like that's a tomorrow move. Because I mean, as much as I love that heat on that fit on the Miami Heat for Dame, and I want it personally. If Dame is on the Bucks with Holiday and Giannis, they're better than the Celtics. I'm buying the cream colored Lillard jersey immediately, dude. Yes, and they are definitely taking out Philadelphia. Oh yeah, they're over Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly's done. So that's Embiid's trade request. And that's then what it's that up is. to. Denver versus Milwaukee, Giannis versus Jokic would just be the most nuts finals of all time. I would love to see Dame wave off Embiid in the conference finals. Oh my God, yes. Even and, Harden too. Like even if Harden like made it all the way too. Embiid and Harden, Dame just waves them off. I just don't even know what to think about James Harden. No one Him does. playing for the 76ers just feels asinine at this point and it won't happen. I can't go all the way though on Drew Holiday. You can't sell me there. It's too early. Okay. I think that is a little bit too hot. My cons for him though were that he has kind of a lower than expected like offensive IQ. Mm. And I mean, I'm going to throw this out there even though it was a championship moment and that was the lob to Giannis in the Phoenix finals. Yes. That was a risky move. That was such a risky move. It but was, it was just it was like so that. Awesome. Spur, I know it was just that spur of the moment thing that just changed the entire course of that series at the yeah, very I mean, end and clinched you, it. You won the championship off off of that kind of like uh, that's one of those things. Like that's one of those risks that you have to take to win championships, though. That's like yep. when Jimmy Butler took that shot against the Celtics. What, what yes. was what was two playoffs ago now? Oh my god! Well, yeah, like was two year two playoffs ago. Um, like that, sh- like you have to take that shot. Like Jimmy Butler's taking just that shot. front rim. 
Yeah. Like oh. that lob, you kind of, you just, you got to go for the lob. Giannis is full sprint towards the rim. Like, yeah. yes, you're behind. It wasn't Drew behind the three-point line. It was a long lob. Yes. That's what I mean. It was just, it was a total hot potato. Yeah. Like, and it was off of Drew making the most ridiculous strip of Devin Booker as well. Yeah. Booker just looked helpless against him trying to size him up in the mid-range. Drew just stole his lunch money immediately and went on the fast break and then lobbed to Giannis championship. Yeah, it's tough for me to sell that as like a con and of defensive IQ. Yeah. Because that's just one of those risks that you have to be willing to take. It is a take. total risk. Total, yeah. total risk. Paid off, motherfuckers. But what about his real moments that do happen, like against the Brooklyn Nets, even though they won the series where he's like three for 16? Oh, yeah. Or three and the pull-up looks horrible. Like, yes. That's like the pull-up is that bad. You're just like, I don't understand it. Even though it's like low-key a clean look because you don't expect it. But it's like, he's just, you know it's not there. Well, it's just tough because Giannis isn't a reliable shooter. That, so then it's like, okay, we have two non-shooters in our starting lineup effectively. Yeah. And, and then that's you need Middleton tough. to clean that up. You need Middleton yeah. and like Connaughton, Grayson Allen, now Malik Beasley to you clean need, that up. You need Middleton being heroic and can Middleton be heroic anymore? Yeah. That's exactly. the question. And and I, again, I'm not out on these guys until after this season because right there, they're my favorites to come out of the East. I had them number one in my power rankings for the uh, Eastern Conference. If you check that out, check that piece right. out on the blog. So it's definitely... blog. Yeah, facts. We're out there. I'm not out on them by any means. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm, I mean, I'm with you because I want to see the Bucks succeed and make it back to the finals. Honestly, out of everyone in the West Eastern Conference at this point because I don't know what the situation is going to be for Dame in the end. He's probably not going to make it to Miami at this point unless it actually will just make itself happen. And that makes me, I'm just like, okay, it's Giannis's time and I want to see him win another ring. Mm-hmm. He can I'm be completely the okay with it. He could be like the Hakeem Olajuwon of this generation. Where you're like, le- he could legitimately be the best power forward that's ever lived. Got something coming tomorrow about that. You check that out on our Substack Shee- too. How perfect. Yeah, the comps there like, for sure. You know that Hakeem has that, like, you know, NBA head look of being kind of the greatest center that's ever lived mm-hmm. in terms of just pure skill. KD level skill in a big like him. To be fair, he snuck in his chips when Jordan was out. Very true, but like he still ended up on top and was better than every player of that generation. Then, right? Wasn't Shaq? It wasn't Jordan. It was Shaq was playing. Yeah, and he directly took out Shaq in the '94. He took out baby Shaq, like third year on the Magic Shaq for his first ring. Pushed him, swept them. So, I mean, that's big moments, even though mm-hmm. Jordan was out. Giannis, in this age of LeBron and Curry, and except for a few randoms that have won, like Toronto and Denver, and he, like you hope that's not the same identity for Giannis, that he's just one of these randoms that got one one year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's not. I think, well, much like Hakeem wasn't just a random because Hakeem is regarded, right. like you said, as one of the best centers of all time, if not. Um, so, and then Giannis is already there too. You know what I mean? Giannis is, has already broken records. So, right. yeah, he's already, he's, everything is like kind of in limbo when it comes to legacy. And I know that's why it like 
pisses KD off about talking about legacy too. Mm-hmm. It's just everything is in limbo until the final. Like shoot if Steph could retire with six, exactly. Like that. Like Draymond's out here saying we could realistically win two more. Why I would take the under on that happening? It is completely possible that Steph Curry retires with six rings. As soon as he has five, he's better than Magic. As soon as to he me, has five, bro. The conversation about him being better than LeBron starts getting really interesting. And let's let's consider the fact that if he if he's getting five or six rings. At some point, he's probably beating the Lakers in the playoffs, which means he's beating LeBron again. Like that conversation gets really fucking uncomfortable for LeBron fans if he grabs five. So it does. Like LeBron okay, ultimately so, has the scoring title, and that's incredible. And that's probably where I would be staking my claim on at that point. I mean, I'd have to be staking my claim on that. But it gets a it's a tough conversation. So 2015 Curry wins, right? 16 Braun wins. Curry wins. Curry wins. So Curry's up two to zero. Well, I mean, he's two to one on the Braun. No, yeah, he is one to one with LeBron. No, two and one. I'm two and one. I'm fucking up here. Yeah, yeah. Two and one till that point after 2017, where they win with KD, and then the next time they meet up is when they're in the play-in. LeBron beats him. The year after the championship when LeBron won. Yeah, LeBron but you can't count him. a fucking play-in game. I can't even count the conference games. But it's like these games. close-out close yeah. situations against Steph Curry then for LeBron. Then it's 2-2 two to because two, LeBron won. And then Curry... Let's see. Curry yeah, gets the next the time they played here. Curry gets the chip, but they don't intersect. And now, once LeBron again, meets LeBron him. meets him in the... Uh, semifinals and wins. So LeBron is up three to two on Curry. Uh, Not in the finals. Not in the finals. But in playoff series, he's up three to two. So then, all of a sudden, if LeBron... If LeBron wins another one against the Warriors, then in like the conference finals, because that's what's going to settle it at this point between them, is the conference finals. If he wins another one, it's three to three. And then it's like, okay, these guys have their rings, but sometimes they had to not intersect to get them. Yeah, but Curry will have five. Unless LeBron yes. gets... If, I'm just saying if Curry retires with more, I'm going to be pissed. I, I'm, they're already tied. You know what I mean? Yep. It's already bad enough. And probably the bigger fish to fry for LeBron is KD too. Yeah, like he wants to take down KD. That's unfinished business. I need to see LeBron go through the Suns. I need yes, to see it happen. please. And let it be like the four to five matchup this year. Yeah. Like the Suns are the five seed and the Lakers are the four. Yeah, I think that's a legacy. That's a legacy thing. I'm praying to God we get a Dallas at the number two. They're just consistent all season and win games. That's not going to fucking happen, but uh, we're going to be fucking <laughs> dragging our ass and- I'm on that train now. You know, like the last two seasons, everyone like it actually started like three seasons ago. Everyone was like, the Dallas Mavericks are going to be fucking horrible. And then Lucas Luca pulls them to like a sixth seed until last season when they like legitimately tank. But now I think I'm right. I'm with everyone. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to be fucking bad. Even when we got Kyrie, like it just it doesn't matter. We're just going to be bad. We're just Fine. doomed. It's just Fine. doomed until he leaves. And then I'll just follow him because I don't actually like the Mavericks. I just like Luca. Yeah, exactly. True colors will be shown just like when LeBron... You're just waiting for Luka to join the Lakers. That's all it is. 
Luca's going to the Lakers. I feel like it's. I don't know. I think Luca wants to play for the Lakers. I think he'll probably want to. Oh, I hope to God he does, and we get a year of Luca AD after like Braun retires. This is like the last year of that AD super max deal. You got anyone else to throw out? Yeah, uh, I got two more to throw out here. Let's just go ahead and talk about this. You can destroy me for these last two, but I don't care. My first one is Josh Giddy. Better on paper. Hmm. This year, he averaged 16 points, 7 rebounds, 7.9 rebounds, and 6.2 assists. I think it's a fair conversation to have. Isn't he awkward to you? Yes. What you've seen from him, he is very awkward. He's very like he's too tall. He's too tall to be a guard, but he's too small to be a wing. Exactly. Because that's exactly what I have written down right here. Because he is 20 years old. He's six foot eight hybrid guard forward. Listed at power forward and small forward on basketball reference. So and apparently small, everywhere dude. else. But every time I've seen him, I'm like, he is a point. Like he yeah. plays like a point guard. Yeah. For sure. He plays like a pass-first, Steve Nash-inspired point guard. Mm-hmm. And he gets these triple-doubles. He's like a weird Ben Simmons-ish player. But he's not good on defense. And he's in that weird, like, almost Chet sphere where he's really kind of gangly rather than lanky. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to stay in front of guys. He can't. I don't know. It's just, to him, like, to me... it. He has good Ben Simmons, like ideal Ben Simmons stat line for him. If Ben Simmons had that stat line right now, nobody would say shit about him. Mm-hmm. If he was also shooting 48% from the four overall and 32% from, if Ben Simmons was shooting 32% from three, he'd be worshipped. Right. Because all people would say it would be, oh, he needs a 6% bump increase and he would be an MVP candidate. Just the fact that he was shooting him, they'd be over the moon. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And even if he was shooting, if Ben Simmons was shooting 73% from the free throw line too, people would be like, Kevin O'Connor would be exploding. Oh, yeah. Like, well, Ben Simmons actually just, he's taking on the crown from LeBron. I wouldn't be able to bear the tweets from that guy. Oh my God, dude. So bad. So bad. but So, I mean, when you talk about Josh Giddy, I always thought he was the point next to Shea. I think Shea is a shooting guard when it comes down to it. But now I kind of wonder because they have him listed so far out of position. And they have Jalen Williams, the guy that looks like he's a four, listed at the two. Mm-hmm. Everything is backwards for them. I really don't understand. I, I mean, pretty much all last year, they were playing with no center. Look, and they played Ch- three forwards and two guards. Chet's a huge question mark, too, because it's like, the first real contact with anyone aggressive that he found, he was injured and done. So, yeah. What are we talking exactly. about here? I mean, he ran into LeBron once and was done for. Landed on LeBron's foot. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So, that's also out there. He's going to be fighting for Rookie of the Year, which is weird this yeah. year. But Did they usually do that? Because I almost feel like they're only doing that because of Chet. I don't remember them ever counting that. No, they did it rookie. for... No, they call it... They counted it for both Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin. Huh. Both of them got hurt either in the preseason or before and sat out their entire rookie year. Where if they miss the entire rookie year, they're te- technically a red shirt rookie. Yep. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. And they both won their they both won rookie of the year off of that. 
I thought they were bending the rules for narrative reasons to have Vic, uh, uh, no. Victor someone to battle with. Chet, no, Chet is not. Yeah, Chet is not the first. No, it's not even like it's some now. great privilege. Some uh, <clears throat> great privilege to have, anyways. Yeah, rookie of the year. I mean, fuck, how many of them have completely flamed out? I know. Tyreek Evans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many first round? Michael Carter Williams. Many num- how many first number one and two draft picks have flamed out? We already mentioned that. Zion. <laughs> yeah. Chet, you might not be far behind, bud. So. so I have my last player here. It's hot. It's the hottest take of the entire night, Ben. And I'm sure you're going to be ready to not even devil's advocate me. Just tell me I'm outright wrong. OG Ananobi. Better on paper. Ooh. Better on paper. And I have a couple reasons here I want to throw out too. I wrote the most about him. What's the deal with him? Is he a guard or a forward? He is definitely a 3-4. Think big on this guy. He's bigger than Scotty Barnes. Straight up. Like, he's just in frame. He is bigger than Scotty Barnes. He's bigger than Pascal, even though Pascal... Scotty might be an inch or two taller than him. Pascal's definitely like two inches taller, but... OG is big. He's thick. Yeah. Not even, he's just built. I don't know. I can hmm. I see where you're going. Cause it's almost like empty calories up there for him. Mm, I don't know about that even though, because this year he was all defensive second team as a forward and was the steals leader this year. Getting real things. So what's your cons then? So he is 27 years old. When you think about OG Ananobi, you think this guy is the absolute 3 and D wing prospect that every team in the league should ideally want. That the Warriors apparently were going to give up five draft picks for. Exactly. He is the missing piece for any serious contending team when it comes down to it. That is OG Ananobi. Yes, if he was on the Warriors, the Warriors probably would be second or third in the West this year. If they could have him and Wiggins out there, my God, they would be crushing. Like, and then they can run Steph Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and <laughs> OG Ananobi. I guess Steph, Steve Kerr's dream. But he is 27. He will be 27 next offseason. He's getting paid decent money right now. It's like $19 million a year, and he has a $20 million player option for next year. That I'm like, I don't know. Is he going to decline that? Mm-hmm. I think like, and then to me, that makes me disappointed in Toronto because I'm like, what did they end up doing with this entire core besides letting their contracts expire and they walk? Like what? Yeah, he's on the books for 18 this year and then has a $19, $19 million player option for next season. 26 years old right now. Just had a birthday on July 17th. OG Ananobi. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to call you insane for it. I don't think you're as outrageous as you think you are for that one. Underrated stat on him, though, too. 61.5 games a year from him. So not consistent health either. That's kind of a big thing for me. Yeah, that's 20 games missed. Yeah, at least. It's not a small amount, per se. That's good stretches of the season. Mm -hmm. 
Granted, there were a couple 48-45 game seasons that bring the statistic down. And last year, he was in like 70. So, I mean, he had a good streak last year. But that's it's just, I mean, the numbers are there. It's an interesting conversation. Last year, he was 16.8 points, 5 rebounds and 2 assists, 47% from the field, 38% from 3, and 83% from the line. Extremely efficient. Yeah, that 3 is nice. That three is extremely nice. The thirty-eight percent. I didn't see the attempts, but I'm sure he's around f- at least four to six. I would think not more. So I mean, if if you put him on the Cavs right now, the Cavs would probably be able to beat the Knicks. They could run OG at their three beside Mobley and Allen, and OG can ridiculously space the floor better than anybody mm-hmm. the Cavs would have available to them. Like that, and then they could have Struess and Lebert off the bench. They would be a serious. They would be Cleveland's wet dream. Yeah, that would be a very serious team. Like Don would probably sign the extension. They had OG. Don would sign the extension. He'd be thinking about it a lot more than he is. It's fucking crickets in that neighborhood right now. I don't know what spurred that in me today to think about OG in that situation. I'm just like, is he really? Is he really in a KCP lane where if he does have a year where he played for the Washington Wizards, he would just be so bad? And he already played for the bleh two years in a row Toronto Raptors. So he just kind of looks bland out there at the moment. Then he's going to go hitch his fucking talents to a championship team and win one. Eventually. Get him, get him in Miami, dude. For Hero and Jovic and the three first round draft picks. Just and, uh, give us fucking OG. Forget Hawkes. about Dame. Yeah, you got to throw Hawkes in there too. You got to give him the Dame package for OG. Four first rounders. Yep. I personally, I think that's worth it. If you're Miami, nah, because then Dame will go elsewhere. Well, I mean, you're giving him the Dame package. You have nothing for Dame at that point, so Dame's out of the question. That's what I mean. You're not selling your soul for anything except. Game. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. That was all I had though. OG was my last guy on there. He was the one I felt shakiest about. I don't know. I felt shaky about Josh Giddy. And I feel bad about Drew. I don't necessarily feel bad about Norm. I want to feel bad about Norm. Norm is the clearest one you had of the day. Norm's is clear Facts. fit. Facts. Yeah, I'm not even questioning that. Last year, Norm's stats were 17, 2.9 rebounds, and 1.8 assists, 47% from the field, 39 from three, and 81 from the line. Looks decent on paper. (laughs) Exactly. They didn't do shit in the playoffs. Much like Drew Holiday. That was also some salt on that wound, too. He did not look great in that playoffs. Visibly shaken. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. I think that's uh, that about does it on that discussion. Um, mm-hmm. Big update before we hit one more take and get out of here. Uh, Substack. We are on Substack now. Uh, the podcast is there. It's still on your favorite podcast app. So you can still find it on your Spotify's, your, uh, Go- your Google, your Apple's, your Amazon podcast, all, all your favorite apps. Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher, all of them. Um, but now we're on Substack too and we have a blog. So definitely... Stay tapped in for that. 
Uh, you can find our socials at the Dip Network. Uh, our link tree is on all of our socials to find your uh, favorite show on whatever app you listen to. Um, the Substack link is now on there as well. Uh, so definitely stay tapped into the blog. Um, we got a steady stream of content right now. Uh, I have a few pieces out. Adam, you got a piece coming out um, tonight. Uh, we got Another a lot. one on the books. Just put the first two sentences down today. Oh, for a new one? Yep. Let's go. So Adam's got another one in the works as well. Uh, and I got one coming tomorrow also. Uh, so yeah, stay tapped into the blog. Um, definitely want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. And as always, uh, stay up to date on all the episodes of the pod. We're glad to be back after a little uh, brief vacation break for Adam. Um, <laughs> and here we are. So... I'm ready for some basketball, though, man, after this FIBA shit. I'm ready for some NBA basketball. I don't know Me about you. Too. I might even be desperate enough to watch a freaking preseason game. I'm a sicko, dude. I watch them. I've been watching them the last, like, three years. So <laughs> even though everyone gets, like, been YouTube out of shape highlights. on that shit. I'm, get, I'm hitting the YouTube highlights for sure. Probably not watching full game, but I'm watching all the YouTube highlights. Get all the ugly takes out quick. Yep. Yeah. Boy, Anthony Simons is going to be ready to take the Portland Trailblazers to the play-in this year. Yeah, God bless. <laughs> it's 28 points in a preseason game against like an Australian team. Like, man, he's just with ease. All right, one more take, sir. We'll wrap it up. difficult one. So I have to, it has to be something I've been really brewing on. I think the Lakers will be in the top three in the West this year. And I think that Cam Reddish will be the guy that really steps into something. Grizzlies are a play-in team. Oh, I love it. We are just Lakers homing at this point, dude. Let us get to five. We ended on every single one. We want number five. We want number five. Memphis is a play-in team. We're out. Peace.